Yo, 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 what's good? It's your boy, South 3706. It's Clutie Podcast. We got Adolphus Savage, who's finally back on his hiatus from uh, sniffing cocaine off of prostitutes' rear ends. And we have uh, Marcus Sniffles. What's good, y'all? What up? (laughs) Wow, that was a bunch of unfactual shit. uh, Glad to be back, everybody. So we're going to jump right into it. Uh, We don't have a worst speed of the week so far. Yes, we do. Hold on. I got a worst speed of the week. It's lit. Oh, Siskinos at, <laughs> at, at underscore ask about AJ. Um, he put up nothing is better than seeing people battling cancer and living life to the fullest. Um, he tweeted a girl and she's bald headed, uh, you know, whatever. She added him <laughs> oh and said, God. Sir, I do not have cancer, <laughs> please. And thank you <laughs> now. Ask about AJ. He, he does have his own YouTube page. I don't know if he was doing it just to do it. I don't know what was going on. He had 33,000 retweets on this. Bruh, you can take your 33,000 retweets and get and earn this. Every every 33,000 bit of this worst tweet of the week. God damn. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You know, Adolphus Savage swoops in with the save. So, yeah, shout out to you for that terrible tweet. I don't know what it is with YouTube. I mean, I guess with social media, people will literally do anything for attention. You see people will dump boiling pots of water on themselves, jump off second second stories. Uh, you see this whole boom gang thing. He'll steal stuff, jump on counters, act a fool. So shout out to y'all wild people. We're going to catch a bullet Monday for acting a fool, trying to get these likes from retweets on social media. Sidebar, do y'all have you heard about this Pew D Pew PewDiePie dude on YouTube? Nope. Yeah, I, I've heard about the incident. I don't know you who know, that person is. So I need to definitely get KJ at Dallas Kid. He's more into the YouTube realm, but I, I saw the video. Like, how is this dude still cooking on YouTube? Yeah, that's that's who I saw it from. I saw it on KJ's timeline. I guess he retweeted it or something like that. I was like, come on, bro. Like, and they tried to came, they tried to come up with the wild excuse, like. Oh, you know, you speak a different language, so it's like maybe that's why you said. No, no, like, no. He, he said he was like, he's like, oh, I, I didn't realize I was recording or whatever. I was like, that's not an excuse to be saying nigger with the hard R, the hardest of a capital R at the end of that one. I was like, so you two, <laughs> we just gonna let this dude ride like this, or you gonna let it cook, man? Let that man cook. Let him get his money because that dude's like worth ten million dollars. Yeah, something. he made uh he made like four point six million dollars last year, I think, on YouTube. That's why I said earlier on one of the podcasts that you know black folks or black folks, people of color, women, we are just as funny as that racist clown. So we need to do the same things, you know, use our platforms and get the bag, man. Like we're just as funny without degrading another race. Like he didn't have to. He didn't have to call that man a nigger. Like he didn't know who was on the other yeah, side of the screen. Like, how is that the first word that comes to your mind? Like, I... there's so many things that come up when I get mad. I'm like, I go through. There's so many words and so many insults that come up with. For him, the very at the tip of his tongue was nigger. Like, come on, bro. Come on, man. Well, again, same with the dude with the worst season of the week. He knows what's going to be the hot button word or trigger word to get people talking about it. Like we clearly are, but. Yeah, fuck that dude. And that's not his first time doing that. He's done. Yeah, that. I know. That's that's what I'm like. So he's still still out here. Still he's still, they're they're still letting them rock. I guess. I wonder. I wonder why. Mm. Yeah. So anywho, uh, NFL season started this week or last week, whenever the, the game started. Uh, 
we're not really going to talk about football per se, but there was a, a story a couple of weeks ago that the Cleveland Browns police union was not going to hold the flag during their first game because some of the players decided to do a protest, which they said they were taking a prayer, doing a prayer kind of demonstration, not necessarily kneeling for the anthem or singing for the anthem, they're doing like a prayer circle, which I'm surprised that, you know, they didn't get past that because you really can't really, you know, slander people praying or being religious. But I digress. They, the police decided that they weren't going to you know, hold the flag for the game, which in itself is a protest. So you're getting mad at a protest by protesting. So that first of all, that that's doesn't make any sense at all. Protest inception, a protest inside a protest. Yeah, <laughs> like I'm gonna protest your protest. I'm gonna one up your protest. What? What a bunch of idiots. Yeah. So then the first game of the season, I guess the players, being the bigger people reached out to the police union and they said, hey, maybe y'all are not understanding the message, which I don't understand how after the whole year of pretty much the, the year of Colin Kaepernick, which he pretty much, along with other people within the media, social media, the news, politics, explained what the big issue is. Let's not forget that uh, in Cleveland is where Tamir Rice happened. That happened in Cleveland. So for them to say like, I don't understand why you're kneeling, like, you know. So, you know yeah, so, so the players stop, stop playing those games. Yeah, the players had to reach out to these guys and they decided, hey, guess what? We're gonna do a unity demonstration. We're gonna come out arms locked, we're gonna run out with the flag and have some military people out here to make this a big old, a big old golly G G Willicker show for the nah, American public. They shouldn't have did that. Because I want all the people that are upset about those players boycotting the anthem. I want that I want to see what they do if the police don't stand for the anthem or don't show up for the anthem are you gonna get mad at them too for boycotting are they being disrespectful to the military or are we just gonna no, blue lives matter or do we or, or or are we smart enough to understand that them boycotting the anthem there's a meaning behind that we can un they can understand why the police are doing it but you can't understand why the nfl players are doing that you get you get mad at one but not the other like you're showing your true colors there bro yeah, it's called your. No, I'm not gonna say that. Your stupidity. Your stupidity is showing. Your racism is showing. showing. Something is showing. So. And it's not. I, didn't, I really didn't. I feel that's kind of a cop out on the players, man. Like if they don't want to show up, let them catch that heat from the media. Let that catch that heat from the fans. Let them catch that heat from whoever. Hopefully, would bring it to light. These guys are really being kind of hypocrites with not wanting to, you know, do the colors or whatever for the game. So. But while the NFL season is starting, you know, speaking of protests and boycotts, our very own Adolphus Savage, he is doing his own NFL protest. So tell us about that, man. I, again, I said last week I'm not protesting the NFL season. That's not where I draw the line. So I can't even imagine what what do you. It's easy. I just I picked up a new book, read, talk on the phone, and just, you know, chill. Well, I know it's got to be hard because you are a a long-suffering Jacksonville Jaguars fan, and then they hear not long-suffering, no, but okay. Okay, well, you, you hear that you know they're doing good. They had a ten-sack game. Clayus Campbell had, I think, four and a half sacks. They've now dubbed themselves these Saxonville Jaguars. No, they didn't. Did they really? That's the word. Oh, I, don't oh, I don't even know that. 
when oh, you're sitting guess. here, you're sitting here boycotting us like your team is doing good. Like, how does that make you feel? Like, I know you want to be, I don't know if you, you want to be, but it's kind of like, damn, I'm, I'm not in the, you know, in the mix of things. Like, how do you, you said you're reading books, you're doing other things. That's got to be a, a bit of a void because I'm sure you've been watching football for the long part of a decade, every, every football Sunday. So it's kind of like, yo, like. Um, it's not that bad. I mean, for me, it's not that bad because it's like I, I chose to uh, do this boycott and I guess I just got to stand by no, no matter even if they win the Super Bowl. Well, I'll be back by then, but I, I got to stick to my guns. I mean, whether my team wins or loses, I will not be partaking in it. I don't watch any highlights. I don't uh, go yeah, to any highlights. No, I, I boycott the whole thing. The only thing I do like. I won't go to NFL Network or anything like that. Like I'll hear something about it, but it'll be like days later. But no, no highlights, uh, no going to YouTube channels, no watching the games, none of that. But I mean, it's for a good cause. Hopefully, Kaepernick gets uh, signed soon. Yeah. Um, Man, I, I didn't want. I didn't want to. I don't cut you off. I didn't want to talk football, but yeah. Anybody with two sets of working eyes, not even you could have one eye. All you need is good ears. Anybody that heard or saw whatever that debacle of a NFL team they call the Indianapolis Colts was performed, there's no way you can say that Colin Kaepernick could not be on that team. I don't want to talk about this. What what happened? That they, I don't want to talk about this. Resident, resident expert Marcus Sniffles, who is our resident coach, please tell us what what is going on. That had to be. The worst ass that is the ass of the fucking embarrassing by the LA Rams who are who were trash last year. You can't even fill up their stadium. Their stadium Yeah, their stadium was empty and it's a small stadium too. It's a small stadium. The college stadium. There you go. Yeah, I just don't I don't I'm not gonna go too far in this. I just don't understand why you had a young quarterback in Stephen Morris from the University of Miami. He played on the team last year. He knows the playbook. He played well in the preseason. Then you waive him, and then you trade for another young quarterback, uh, Jacoby Brissett, who was also young and a good quarterback, but he also doesn't know the offense. What was the point of that? Why not give Stephen Morris, the guy who knows the offense, a chance to play? You know what Scott, Scott Tolzien was. You know who he was. We saw oh, wow, him. I didn't know he was still on the team. Yeah, he's, uh, he's defeated as a quarterback. He is yet to win a game. You knew what that <laughs> guy was. Why? Why you? I'm done. I don't want to do this. Let's move on. This, this is almost what was that other? What was that other bum ass backup quarterback they had with Peyton Manning went out? Uh, Painter Curtis Painter or something? Curtis Painter. Yeah. Why, why are we doing this? He's why are we doing the this? Curtis Painter days of Indianapolis. And, and yeah, that doesn't make any sense because right now, if, if you're what it looks like to me is they're probably trying to tank. Like right, this is a year to tank for quarterbacks. If I'm not mistaken. You have uh, Lamar Jackson. Uh, you have. Uh, you got Rosen, you got. Yeah, so it's kind of. I mean, it's kind of weird for them to try to tank, but you know, sorry people. No, they, they can't be trying to tank on. Um, but I mean, what this really does as a football fan, this really has to, or as a Colts fan, you have to really start appreciating Andrew Luck. I mean, the the team's obviously trash without him. The the team is the offensive line, and it's going to take some time for them to rebuild the actual roster because the GM we had before, Ballard, didn't know his head from his ass, so he constructed a terrible team. So it's it's going to take us some years. I personally, 
think that if Andrew Luck is going to miss a significant amount of time, that we should just tank the season, just put him on an IR. But if he, if they knew that he was going to be out for like four weeks, I feel like they should have went out and got Colin, Colin Kaepernick, a guy who's good enough to get us to like two and two or three and one, and then Andrew Luck can come back and you know lead us to the playoffs. But Scott Tolzien, man, y'all knew who this dude was. We got plenty of film on this guy. He's not good. You see, this this is what, the, and this is why I'm boycotting because it's no reason that a guy like Scott Tolzien, even Jacoby Brissett. I mean, to me, he's a well, he's a running quarterback, but I never. Well, no, I, to, I to, to, to be to be fair for Jacoby Brissett, he he's only played like two games. And he, he doesn't know the system, and he played and he played in New England, so it's not like we have a lot of, of film on him. And he's only yeah. I think he's been in the league for like two years. Yeah, so he's, he's I mean he's a new player, but I I understand what you're saying. He's he is not as probably not starting quarterback caliber. No. Well, hopefully we'll see a Kaepernick sign soon so I can tune in back to, uh, to to football. But until then, college is where I'm at. And that's oof, no comment. So kind of sticking with sports, but again, not on the deep sports angle for the people that don't really care about sports. Uh, ESPN's Jamel Hill, ooh, fresh off the press, she went on a bit of a Twitter rant against uh, y'all's president number 45. And let me let me read these these tweets off. She was she tweeted right through it. I don't know who these people she was adding, but they must have set her off in a way that she she usually is pretty good handling Twitter trolls. But I guess they struck a nerve with her. So her first tweet was: Donald Trump is a white supremacist who has largely surrounded himself with other white supremacists. Trump is the most ignorant, offensive president of my lifetime. His rise direct as of white supremacy. Period. No, the media doesn't make it a threat. It is a threat. He has empowered white supremacists. See Charlottesville. He is unqualified and unfit to be president. He is not a leader, and if he were not white, he would never have been a leader. Donald Trump is a bitch. Glad you can live with voting for him. I couldn't because I care about more than just myself. And it's funny how you cleaned up Benghazi, but I bet you didn't give one thought. I bet you didn't give one thought to what Trump said about the Central Park Five. Damn, Jamel. Yeah. Damn, Jamel. Drop, drop, drop one of Clues bombs for Jamel. Jesus. <clears throat> that's what that was. Shoot. That's that's that is the that is Sheether part two for Jamel Hill Hill. So roasted the fuck out of him. Yeah. <laughs> she was like, boy. Yeah. So I, I was uh, I was on Facebook and they were kind of like, yo, is Jamel Hill gonna get fired or she'll get suspended. Look. There have been way worse things that ESPN personalities have said or done. Let's start with your boy, Steve Naismith. This dude clearly has said nigga on live. <laughs> Sorry for using the N word, but I'm quoting it. But he, he has said nigga on ESPN more than one time. Yeah. He just clearly just blatantly denied it. Like, we all can't go on YouTube and rewind it and replay and clear, hear exactly what he has said. On live TV. Live TV. Let's see, Mike Greenberg, he referred somehow, I don't know how this was in his mind, but he referred to Martin Luther King Day as Martin Luther Coon Day on live air. You can go on YouTube and look that one That's not funny. I'm so sorry. He wasn't fired. It's still, he wasn't suspended, didn't miss a day. Didn't even apologize, I don't think. I I hate to bring this up because this is like my favorite ESPN personality. Probably it's 1A and 1A, 1A and 1B, him and Bomani Jones. But Max Kellerman said on live radio that he got drunk him and his wife were drinking. They got into an argument, and he struck her. 
and he was only suspended. And this is post Ray Rice. Post Ray Rice. Wow. Damn. The thing with Jamal Hill is you can't really honestly. Well, here's, here's I, I didn't, okay. Let's let's put it like this. I didn't see any lies in her tweets. Did yeah. You know, y'all see the lies? Well, another person, um, Monday Night Football, Hank Williams Jr. The guy that that sings the uh, the theme song. He He's brought com- back. Yeah, who they brought back this year. He compared Bar- President Barack Obama to Hitler. So that guy is an ESPN employee. Wow. Leave that there. But so, I mean, if you want to, if you if you're gonna get upset about Janelle Hill tweeting that 45 is the most unqualified president ever, that is fair. He has no, he has no background in politics. He's never done anything in this area. He's he clearly has, just shooting from the hip. Whatever yeah, move he makes, he's clearly shown that he has no idea what he's doing. Like if you if you were to swap him and like. If him and Roger Goodell were to switch jobs, like I feel like the country would be in better shape. And Roger Goodell is clueless. Yeah, if so <laughs> I think he would actually probably be more qualified. At least yeah. he's not openly racist. So I'll let him. Know. No, he's openly racist. I can't. I, can, <laughs> I get the fact. I'm trying to. I'm trying to I mean, just the Central Park Five thing. Just you Google what you watch the Central Park Five. Trump is is an open racist. Like, he clearly does not like black people or people of color at all. Yeah. No. I usually don't like to, to shout out other podcasts, but if you go check out Combat Jack's podcast, he did an excellent interview with some of the members of Central Park Five. I actually didn't really know anything about that story, but go look at the story. It's it's incredible what the police were allowed to do to juveniles and minors. So y'all go check that out. So, well, ESPN release a statement on behalf of Jamel Hill saying, the comments on Twitter from Jamel Hill regarding the president do not represent the positions of ESPN. We have addressed this and he recognizes her actions were inappropriate. Pretty much what they're saying is, yo, we know you're telling the truth, but uh, we, we got to cover really... our bases. Got to cover our bases. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, 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 I mean, ESPN is a billion dollar business and Republicans, Democrats, liberals, white supremacists <laughs> like everybody watches espn so i mean i understand that you can't have your employees you know talking i don't want to i don't want to say talking reckless but offending people that watch your network and i understand them issuing issuing that apology but i'm also uh glad that they didn't force her to apologize because apparently she's still on tv and she hasn't been suspended, so. Yeah, and she's still pulling up the ESPN and her Maserati, so. There's actually a couple of uh, fan reaction tweets. Uh, we have hashtag number one Trump's, Trump fan at we support Trump 3 saying, at ESPN, I was un- unaware that you allowed racist reporters at Jamel Hill to put ESPN at risk for slander lawsuits. Hashtag boycott ESPN. She is obviously a uh, well-aged uh, Caucasian woman. Oh, we also have our man at Marty O. Penza. Jamel Hill out here speaking the truth, and these cupcakes can't handle it. Sounds about right. Another guy at BJ underscore cop. Jamel Hill spout, spouting facts. She did nothing wrong. If you think she did something wrong, you're part of the problem. No apology necessary. Can't say you're uh, not telling the truth. And uh, at XLNB posted a GIF of a lie detector, and it says, uh, no lies detected. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you know what? And the only thing that makes me mad about this is I, I already know this is coming, and 
I'm going I'm gonna have to block it on Twitter, but I'm pretty sure that y'all's favorite uh fired jobless well she has Oh jobless. no, oh I'm no Tommy Loren is getting behind. Oh, okay, okay, never mind. Never mind. Never mind. Takes ready for this. I thought you were, I thought you were going with uh Jason Whitlock. Oh he, he he's he's true enough too. He, he's yeah. doing up for his hot takes. His yeah, own. I'm sure they got something brewing. I just like to shout out all the people that are boycotting ESPN. Let me know what channel Fox Sports One is, because all you people that say ESPN is hella liberal and they're leaning to the left, and y'all don't watch ESPN. The ratings don't show that, because apparently nobody's watching Fox Sports One. Nobody. So where are you guys getting your sports from if it ain't ESPN? So Somebody, nice. somebody's lying. <laughs> How about that? Somebody's yeah, lying. They've been lying all summer. <laughs> You've been lying. You lying. Talk about oh, I don't like ESPN because they're always so progressive. They're pro athlete and pro black, and they're you know they have all these people of color on. Like, what is this Sports Center the Six? What is that? Is that some hippie hop nonsense? Like, get out of here. Why is why is there some Cuban man speaking Spanish on my TV. Why is why is it's not Spanish? It's immigrant. He's speaking. Yeah. Why are you speaking immigrant on my cable? (laughs) But the thing is, is Fox Sports One's ratings are dreadful. Like as a as a network, as a unit, as a crew, their shit is trash, and the numbers show that. So if oh, I thought uh, Undisputed was pretty good on that uh, network. No, 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 no. There's a difference. They what they do is people take those clips of Shannon Sharp saying something smart and they put that on Twitter and everybody watches that, but nobody watches the show. Oh, shoot. Now, there's, there's one part, there's one guy who watches the show and then he gets the clip of Shannon Sharp saying something, you know, profound or smart and he puts it on the internet and, and that's where I get it from because I ain't watching that. I don't know what channel Fox Sports 1 is. Where is it? Yeah, I don't know either. I, I know I watch the show like after the fact, but usually it's broken down in the clips. You're right. Yeah, ain't no like you don't know you you don't know anybody that watches Fox Sports One. You don't know anybody. You don't know that person. Now going back to Jamel Hill, she she said something that I, I was looking at yesterday um, about the Benghazi thing, and um, of course yesterday, um, as we're recording now, yesterday was nine eleven. So the hashtag that was big yesterday was never forget. And I seen, and this kind of pissed me off. I seen a lot of people taking that hashtag never forget. And talking about the Benghazi thing, never, never forget Barack Obama left those troops to die. Never forget Hillary Clinton in those emails. Never forget. And I'm like, okay, this is supposed to be the over 2,200 people that died September 11, 2001. Why are y'all taking this and making this an attack on liberals? Like, you guys, I mean, you, you, your side won the presidency. Win with some class. Why? Like, I, I don't understand why are they still talking about emails and crooked Hillary and your guys been in office for what nine, ten months? Well, nine months now. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's fairly embarrassing. It's just like, yeah, yeah let's keep talking about the person that lost. Let's keep bringing up her, even though she's nowhere to be found. She hasn't said anything until recently. And I, I was actually one of the people who. I don't want to say I abused the hashtag never forget, but I did tweet, you know, shout out to all the racist people that tell us to never forget about 9-11, but also tell black people to get get over slavery. So oh yeah, I seen that. I did, I did it's say accurate. that. It's accurate though. <laughs> I was being petty that day, so it is what it is. 
I mean, sometimes we have to. Yeah, I, I didn't even. I stayed away from that. I'm, I'm not touching that stuff, man. There's what I'll briefly say is is I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna really say too much, but there are people that if you even mention the idea that that anything other than what was presented to them actually happened when you can watch videos and watch tapes and get expert reports on some of the things that happened with that incident, they will lose their minds. They cannot they cannot compute anything else but those uh, Muslim towelhead terrorists destroying our country. When there's there's go watch some documentaries. That's all I'm gonna say. But you know what? America, God bless America, build that wall, baby. So moving on. I know Adolphus, you mentioned to me, I actually checked out the story. It was a fairly it's fairly interesting. I think it's kind of cut and dry, but Kanika Jenkins. Sorry, no dishes. I got to remember her name, but yeah. So, what are y'all's thoughts on this story? Like, what's the give everybody a background if they haven't heard about this story? All right, the background that I heard is basically you have these uh, girls that were friends went to a hotel party. Allegedly, a girl was raped. And then killed, but on the Facebook Live, one of the other girls named Irene took it. People are saying that you can hear them say, uh, help me, or her say, help me. You can hear her saying, help me. And you can also hear like other things going on in the background. I didn't want to get too deep into what's going on with it. I basically just wanted to talk about situations with friends like i mean i know that that's a messed up situation what ended up happening was people on social media are saying that she was raped then she was basically put in a freezer to die the police are saying that she was just drunk and walked into a freezer and just didn't ever come out so i guess my question is like in today's society, like how, how much do we really trust our friends to lead somebody in such a crazy situation like that? Like basically, but you're 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 assuming that her friends left from that situation. How many times have you been at a party and somebody's got drunk and disappeared? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you don't know what's going on for those like ten minutes you didn't see them. Like it don't take it don't take long for something to go wrong in a, in a situation like that. And just just based on like I've seen a lot of things on Twitter, like the stuff that you're saying, like, you know, her friends sold her for two hundred dollars and maybe she walked into the freezer because she was drunk and then she was raped earlier. I, I it's there's so much stuff going on with this this story. And it's obviously it's it's a sad story, but I feel like I should be hearing this story a, a lot more uh, from a, a bigger uh, news outlet. I mean, I, I understand there's a lot of stuff going on with like the hurricanes and stuff like that, but a story with all these kinds of details should be talked about on CNN and Fox News and MSNBC. I think it just recently got to CBS, but everything that I've gotten from the story has been from Twitter. Well, even with that, like, again, there is still probably under investigation, but my thing is if this had a major hotel, it was at the Crown Plaza, Aren't there cameras in hotels? Like they said, there there's a bit of a holdup as far as the investigation, as far as getting more details. But I'm pretty sure there's there's cameras that can probably piece together a lot of the holes in the story. 
Like, I mean, I, maybe not the potential sexual assault if that happened, unfortunately, but people get drunk and do stupid things. It, this could just be another episode of A Thousand Ways to Die, you know? Maybe I mean, she, I, you're right. she was drunk, she was 19. I, I mean, I, maybe we don't know her. She shouldn't be drinking the first place. Not, not trying to shame her for that, but we don't know her tolerance to alcohol. Some people that don't aren't used to drinking, you know, get out and party, have a couple of drinks, and they bodies cannot handle it. So, I, I understand, like, not wanting to say you know, putting people's names and stuff like that out there without having all the facts. But based on the information that we know, this this would be like, uh, this sounds like a movie almost with all the plot twists and stuff that's going on here. It should at least be talked about is my thing. I think I think it is. I saw it in the AJC and I think I saw something on a, a CNN, like a video on YouTube about it, but... Again, it might it might be an open and shut case, man. Unfortunately, it might just be she got drunk and, you know, when you get drunk, you get kind of hot. Maybe she wanted to cool off. Maybe she thought it was a good idea. She might have passed out and it'd be what it is. Or, you know, it could be like that young man at the high school that's body showed up, rolled up in a wrestling mat and they never found anything else about that. So, yeah, like that. I remember hearing about that story and that kind of just came and went. Like, I think he was missing some, organs or something like that. Like, yeah. He did what? I think he was missing organs too or something. Yeah, like that. and he was like sewn up. So something happened there. And and I guess that's my issue. It's like certain people have these things happen to them and it just disappears. A story like what happened to Miss Jenkins, that should be something that's uh, breaking news, a headline story should be leading the news. Well, again, you said with the hurricanes, I can understand that. But once once things settle, or in the in the se- the second thing, okay. Well, once things settle down, it'll probably get more run once they get more facts. But that is a good thing about social media and platforms like podcasts and whatnot, where people that don't know about the story can hear about it and research it and kind of well, say, "Hey, uh, what's I, going I mean, on? I mean, you say that, but like you said, the guy got found rolled up in a gym mat with his organs missing and sewn up. That story didn't go anywhere. Like it just got swept under the rug. So to assume that this story is going to get picked up after the hurricanes go away is kind of like, eh, I don't, I don't think so. Yeah. Well, hopefully we get more information on that. There, there's apparently an article floating around on Twitter. And again, if y'all are on Twitter, man, I, I encourage y'all to join and join the interactions because Twitter by far is the best social media platform. Like Facebook is trash. Instagram is pretty trash. So at least with, with Twitter, you can get update information, you can interact with people, you can see uh, some pretty out of control stories. So Twitter is like uh, the wild, wild west. Here's a story today on Twitter regarding... They had uh, something about sex robots being able to, at some point, they could be programmed to kill you. Because God knows what you're doing to that robot. <laughs> <laughs> And eventually that robot be like, you know what, man, I'm tired of this. You gotta die. Yeah, and, and that and that doesn't surprise me, man. Like I know there was a story earlier on the internet that there was a they created an AI for some company or something like that that created its own language that only other robots could understand. So they had to shut it down. Like that's terrifying. Like, yo, like that's, that's scary. Like I saw I've seen iRobot. Like I'm not I'm not a fan of having robots control things like that like i'm not into you know self-driving cars or anything like that yeah as much as i bash will smith side note that is probably my favorite will smith movie i robot so 
It's a great but, movie, but it's also terrifying. Yeah, nah. This this story is more uh, closer to. Uh, have you seen Ex Machina? I have not. I heard that was pretty good, but I okay. So yeah, what I'm Okay, now I didn't see the end yet, so I, I still need to watch the end part. But that that sounds a lot like the thought of Ex Machina, like kind of the same thing. Like there is some real funny style stuff going on with these robots. Like it, it was it's a weird it's a weird kind of kind of story. But yeah, I mean i i've i've seen, i've watched uh, like documentaries on the evolution of like sex robots and stuff like that, and I, and I get it. I get why certain people would have a sex robot or want to have one just because you know some people are socially awkward or introverted and weird or whatever you want to call it and they just they just want to they just want to get their issue off and just and put the robot away and just go about their day i i understand that and it is understandable for sex robots to go from just you know uh, a fleshlight to now they're going like full-on robots with personalities and movements because you know technology we're evolving you know at first we had a flip phone now we got computers on our phone so I, I get the the advancements of it but at some point it's going to be so far advanced that it's going to be irobot where these robots are going to be like you know what i'm tired of this dude putting his sweaty balls on my face i'm going to kill him like it's going to go that far yeah that's that's kind of kind of weird but I mean, kind of in the same list. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna shame people that have sex robots. How about that? That's what I'm. That's my thing. <laughs> I'm not gonna shame them for that. I guess I feel like Adolphus would be the first person to <laughs> put his uh, tax return as a down payment on a voluptuous uh, sex robot. He could stop I, paying back page whores. I mean, <laughs> his pleasures. So I mean, as as dry as L's DMs are, she should probably be the first one in line to get a sex robot. Damn. Damn, like I, I wish I wish she was here because she. Yeah, there's some funny stories going on with her, but <laughs> next time. But kind of in the same way, and I, I kind of had the idea. I was wondering, like, I think it was regard to Vegas and the the things going out there as far as prostitution. Like, why don't y'all think prostitution is legal in the United States? In the United States, I think prostitution is not legal because we're we're very uptight when it comes to sex and nudity. We're not, we're very uptight. If you go to other countries, you know, they have like nude beaches, women walking with their shirts off, they're breastfeeding in public and it's not an issue in America. If a woman goes to Starbucks and she wants to breastfeed and she's covering her baby with a blanket, people are still upset because they're like, oh, why are you have your nipple out and stuff like that? And we're just, we're just, prudish as a country when it comes to sexuality and nudity and and things of that nature well i think that I, first of all I, I think prostitution i think it could be legal without a hitch because in other countries it's fi fine i'm sure they have their, their 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 hiccups and issues just like with any other thing like with uh you know alcohol being legal yeah um, like the bunny ranch themselves yeah stuff like that Shout out to Lions kind of about it. Hey. So what I'm thinking is the reason why prostitution can't be legal in the United States or isn't illegal because I think too many people would just like be prostitutes. Like like there'd be kids in high school, like you the know the market what? would be flooded. Yeah, I'd be like, you know what? 
fuck this. Why am I doing geometry? Like pop, pop this, pop, pop that ass over here and get a couple, couple racks a week. Like I mean, there's there's already people doing it. <laughs> like people. Yeah, doing there it. is, but it's not. If it was legal, it'd be more something that it'd be looked at as a career path, right? That, that you can't be at career day with the military people, the local community college, the local university, and then barbie the career prostitute well you can't do that in america you could do that in another well, country I mean, but why, saying, why 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 can't you do that here why is that frowned upon you know what i'm saying like that's why it's not legal because people look down on people that are sex workers well okay so my my theory or idea is that i think it it could be legalized but i think it still should have requirements right i think that you should have to have at the very least an associate's degree to get into the lane of prostitution. The only reason I say that is because with with a job like that, there's a lot of health risks. So I think if you were to do that, you need to be able to identify like, hey, you know, this person, this person might have a disease. What does that smell? What are those bumps? What is that rash? Like know how to be clean, know how to be sanitary. No, you just described uh, NFL players. Because NFL players don't have – every NFL player doesn't have an AA by the time they get to the NFL, and they well, – But the thing is, that's that's different. And I do I do equate – It's a physically dangerous job. It's yeah, the same thing. Yeah. So being a, being a guy-fearing man, from what I've heard about strippers, they're the, they're the female equivalent of NFL players. Like, some of the NFL players, you see them in middle school, and you know, like, yo, this dude is going to the NFL or going to the NBA. It's because how they're built. They're freaks of nature. They're, they're the same one, thing. Yeah, they're the one percenters, like, and some of the strippers are the one percent of female population. Like, they are built like the prototypical goddess or type of uh, seductive woman that would catch eyes of people just on a normal day. They could probably garner a lot of money or attention. So that's what I'm saying. Like, everybody doesn't have that option, but for the people that do have that option, I, I feel that if they want to do it, that's what you want to do. And I feel there should be some requirements. Course. I mean, it kind of sounds like you know, like NCAA saying like you know players have to have. No, but the only reason I say that is again, you don't want again, you don't want the market flooded. The reason that you know they have continuously upping degree requirements and, and more requirements to get jobs. Like okay, well first it's like hey, there's a point in McDonald's now where I don't think you can work at McDonald's if you don't have a certain level of education. Before it's like yeah, yeah. GED. They're making the requirements for everything harder because you don't want everybody. There has to be levels. Everybody can't do everything. I mean, the, the, there there are a lot of similarities between NFL players and strippers, porn stars, or prostitutes, or or all those those women that are men That's and true. women that do those works, do that kind of work. It's kind of a thing where you have you have to do it while you're young, while you're in your physical prime. Same with NFL athletes or professional athletes, strippers, prostitutes. They're all in their physical peak. They're in their you know, they're as physically healthy as they can be. They look the best. They feel their best. You know, they have to use their body to get money. If they use if they use their body the best, they get the most money. And, you know, the average NFL career is like three years. And if you if you're to ask a normal person, you know, they can only name like five to ten porn stars because all of them don't make it. There's only so many name porn stars and that's the same with the NFL. There's only that's, that's my that's why I'd say like hey they should have an agree because like there's a lot of people that are gonna be so you know how you are when you're you're in high school, middle school, 
you know, your homeowners are racing, like, you know what? Hey, you know what? I could be a porn star. But what if that doesn't work out? Or I could be a sex worker. Like, okay, what if you, let's say you get accepted into whatever the institution is to do that, and that's your job. What if you figure out, like, hey, I'm not making as much money as I wanted to. This isn't what I thought it was cut out to be. Because keeping it a buck, like, dudes will look at it like, yo, like, bro, I'm be a sex worker. I'll be, you know, smashing all these women. Bro, if, if you are a worker, if you're getting paid to do a job, you have to be willing to accept money from everybody. You're not going to be smashing all the, the top models and IG chicks. You're going to be smashing the three-pounders, dog. You're going to be smashing the wooly-handed beast. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's also the thing, like, you. there's a, there's also a lot of high school kids that are like, yo, I don't need to study. I'm going to be in the NFL, and they don't make it. They fall to the wayside. Like, it happens. It's still <laughs> the NFL that, like, the NFL, the NBA, stuff like that, that's a billion-dollar industry. And, you know, porn and stripping and all that stuff, that's also a billion-dollar industry. And if you were to make stuff like that legal, you can – it would be a job creator because you could have, you know, okay, where are they going to perform these acts? Let's, you know, bring so, hotels, yeah, businesses. Yeah. Yeah, we can have – we can hire security guards. We can hire doctors that work specifically on with staff, these people on staff, on call. Stuff like that, like it's a job opener. It's gonna bring more jobs. I'm assuming that's how it works overseas. I'm I'm assuming they have those same type of same type of infrastructure for that type of career, I guess. And and my thing is, is like I think a lot more people. I think it'd be good. Like how many of these weirdos are out here, you know, getting in fights or shooting up schools or cyberbullying people just because they they're not getting no buns. Like yo, like get some buns, be relieved, stress free, just gotta mellow out. Like why not? I think it is a job creator making something like that legal and it it takes away the stigma of like prostitution like people aren't going being really shady about it they're not it would lessen the chances of like prostitutes getting kidnapped and killed because there's yeah. security for them it's just, like, it's just like legalizing marijuana like like there was a time where alcohol was illegal like alcohol was illegal now you you can't watch tv without a beer commercial yeah, just like before when they had the bootleggers having to sneak sneak the alcohol and people were getting killed or whatever. Same with, with weed. Like, you know, there's not going to be as many drug dealers, as many drug transactions, a lot of shady back, backroom deals. If it's out in the open, like, it is what it is. And, and I hate the people that are going to be like, oh, you know, prostitution is so wrong. Y'all know y'all are going to these other countries and purchasing the food. Like, let's not let's not try to fake the fun. Y'all out here paying for it in other countries want to turn your nose up, you know, yeah. like the Joe Osteen's church on Sundays. Give them half your check, but y'all know y'all y'all living that that filthy life. So. If you if you take something that was a crime and make it legal, crime essentially goes down. Like if you make marijuana legal, then the marijuana charges and crimes go down. You make prostitution legal, the crimes of prostitution go down. So if you want to eliminate crime, start making some of this stuff legal because, like you said, prostitution is legal in. Nevada and marijuana is legal in like California and Seattle, stuff like that. A lot of states. Uh, yeah, it's pretty much about to be legal everywhere within the next five years. So I say ten. I give it ten. Yeah, five like, to ten years, depending on what forty-five. Does. As long as as long as Jeff Sessions is at the helm, he's doing everything in his power to reverse everything regarding the the restrictions or on marijuana use. So I mean. We'll see. I just I just found that was interesting. And ladies, I would like to know your comments on this. Like, keep it a buck. Would you consider being a prostitute if, if you know it could pay the rent? Because like I said, yeah, I mean, 
How many of y'all working at Hooters or a, a jump, skip, and a rock, though, from being a prostitute? <laughs> like, Hooters is very close. Like, I've been to Hooters, and I'm just like, there's some dudes in there. I'm like, yo, man, you need to leave. Like, you're making this creepy. Like, you're, you've been here since, since 9 o'clock in the morning. It's like, you know, 6 o'clock in the evening, and you're on your 12th beer asking these girls to sit on your lap. And it's like, come on, man. Like, you're making everybody here uncomfortable. Like, if you, like, there should be a place for – I feel like there should be a place for if a cons, if consenting adults – that that would be my only rule. You have to be an adult. I feel like it should not be illegal for two consenting – or two or three, two however many you want to do. If you're a consenting adult and you're like, hey, I will give you $200 if you sleep with me, if that person says yes, how is that a crime? How? How was that a crime? I don't understand. Like, you're just making up laws. You're making up rules because of your your morals. And you got to understand, like, everybody doesn't have the same morals as you. People don't have the same moral compass. And I don't feel like paying for sex is on the level of murder or, you know, child molestation or anything like that. And then you get rid of sex trafficking. That You eliminate that. Yep. Make prostitution legal. Like someone should run on that platform, you know, say what you want. You know, people will say like, oh, prostitution's bad. Porn is bad. Porn is the biggest moneymaker in this country. Like that's the most profitable business in the United States. But all these people are like, we hate porn. Porn is bad. We should ban it. Then who's watching it? If y'all are so mad about it, it's just like people boycotting there's ESPN. A state, there's a state-by-state state breakdown of who's watching it and what they're watching. And what you're watching. And it's really, it's real, it looks real funny when you go to the most racist states, but they like ebony porn. That's yep. real, that's real funny. Hey, you already know what it is. Yeah. <laughs> they they like a little, little slice of chocolate cake with nobody looking, man. Let's, let's keep it real, man. I mean, they go home with them, them flat pancakes, but in their, in their <laughs> private life, they, they downloaded Cherokee to have <laughs> that, that private browser. Bigbootypart3.com. Bigbootyslayerpart39, you know what I'm saying? Big booty, big booty you know <laughs> Heavycheeks.org. <laughs> round and brown. Round, round. <laughs> Hey, man, these are all sites that Adolphus told us about, so <laughs> I would like to check those out, you know. Hit him up. Hit, DM him at, at Adolphus underscore Savage. He will let you know all the latest and greatest uh, ebony pornographic uh, websites. So, again, we appreciate y'all rocking with us. So check us out on SoundCloud. Uh, check us on the Apple Podcast. Take a second. Rate the podcast. Leave a comment. Let us know what's good. Uh I heard trying to, you know, expand, do better. If you know somebody might be interested in this type of content, tell them to hit us up, check check us out, uh, share with your friends, you know. Of course, shout out to the usual occasion at Dallas Game from our video. Shout out to Trill T. Uh, check them out. Check them out on Twitter at, at Drink Trill T. Again, he has excellent products, you know. Support black businesses, hold us down, hold him down. Uh, shout out to all my people affected by the hurricanes, my folks in the Caribbean, people in Texas, people in Florida. Uh, I think that's all I got for shout out. Shout out to Elle for, she's actually stuck in Florida right now, so that's why she's going to be on a podcast. So shout out wow. to her. Yeah. That's all I got, man. Shout out to all the people uh, playing Madden out there. Uh, oh. Still waiting for my rematch from this guy. <laughs> what is this at? Hold on, let me find it real quick. This dude's actually pretty good. It was a close game, but I think I think he's probably a touchdown better than me. 
His name is uh, Flacco at CVRV underscore. So follow him. Uh, challenge him to Madden. He's, he's pretty legit. He plays with the Steelers. So he's also a Falcons fan. Shout out to you, Rise Up. We want to know. You know, we finna. <laughs> yeah, Guys, get the QBs this week, Aaron Rodgers. So hopefully by the time you hear this, we'll be uh, 2 and 0. All right, so this week's worst two weed is going to come from at Golden State Show. So recently, it was the anniversary of Tupac's death, who he he's in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. There was a guy in the mentions of the undefeated talking about, he says, and I quote, because rap takes no talent. People with little musical aptitude play rap music. Real musicians migrate to rock. So this dude is just a, either, he's a straight up hater, man. Like, bro, rap music is the most popular genre of music right now. And to be ignorant and say that rap music doesn't take any talent, then go write a hit rap song and be rich. Stop arguing with us on Twitter. You know what I'm saying? Like, if it's exactly. I, I didn't get that. Then I was like, yo, so I guess Jay-Z is the most luckiest, untalented person for the last 20 years, right? And he's in the Songwriters Hall of Fame, so how can you even make a foolish statement like that? Like, I just started talking that guy. I just muted him because, like, he just refused to use any logic in his argument. So I was like, yeah, shout out to you for the worst tweet of the week. Yeah, shout out to you, bitch. I have a worst tweet <laughs> oh, of the week. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I have a worst tweet of the week as well. Uh, this goes to at Jennifer underscore Belize. Uh, she says, don't call a guy baby if you won't give him breasts to suck. Okay. You're, you're the real MVP. Yeah. What? She's obviously reaching for retweets, which she does have 3,000. And for that, I'm giving you the worst tweet of the week. Wow. I mean, wow. I'm just that's saying, out of control, man. Come on. I'm just saying, like, I don't, I mean, there was really nothing egregious about that. Maybe that's how she, in her heart of heart, that's how she feels. Like, you know, gotta, gotta off with the teeth. You know what I'm saying? I mean, she has some logic behind it, at least. Yeah. The other guy made zero sense. But, Jennifer, yeah. you, you get that worst tweet of the week for me. You know, you, you might get the worst tweet of the week for that terrible worst tweet, bro. Like, come on, dog. Like, <laughs> I'm not going to get the worst tweet of the week. Fuck Jennifer. Okay, huh? Okay, all right. You know what? I haven't been on a podcast in a couple weeks. I have a lot of shit to get off my chest. It's Spectrum. Shout out to Spectrum and my terrible router. Um, Trying to get that upgraded now. All right, so last night was the the big fight of the, I feel it was probably the fight of the, maybe the fight of the decade to some. And I'm very disappointed that y'all fake boxing fans. I'm not going to say I'm the biggest boxing fan, but I'm aware of these two fighters. Like, when that garbage-ass McGregor Mayweather fight, all you saw on Facebook and Twitter was, oh, yeah, I'm watching the fight, going to see the fight. I saw about this fight. That fight was hot garbage. Those aren't even, It's not even two real boxers. It's just one boxer and a guy who pretends to be a boxer. Now, the Canelo Alvarez uh, Triple G fight was an excellent bo- boxing match. A lot of a lot of physicality, a lot of punches land, a lot of punches thrown, but there was some controversy uh, because the fight ended in a draw, which a lot of people feel, and this is probably the reason it went this way. I felt the Triple G won the fight straight up. Like he was ca- he was catching a lot of punches from uh, Canelo. He was catching power shots, bro. They weren't affecting him at all. And shout out to the person who retweeted that Periscope link so I could watch the fight for free. You get a real MVP. Oh yes, thank you so much. Yeah. Oh, another <laughs> side note. The, the stream that I was watching had 5 million viewers. So uh, 5000 times uh, $79 or $80 is $400,000 that they lost for that fight. So, you know, it is what it is. 
And that's just one stream. So imagine two or three, 10, 50 streams. They lost a lot of money on that fight, but they still got paid. So moving on. But yeah, a lot of people think it was a controversial ending, but a lot of people are saying that this is the problem with boxing is that there's no consistency with the judges. No. So this is obviously a money grab for the big rematch, and a lot of people are very upset that there wasn't a winner pick. So what are y'all's thoughts? Well, I guess I'll kick it off. Um, I didn't really – I watched the highlights of the fight. Um, my thoughts on it is, first of all, I want to talk about the financial implications of the fight. Um, Triple G earned roughly about $3 million. Canelo earned, I believe, like $1.5 or $2 million, plus they get their share from the pay-per-view buys. Um, think of that in comparison to Floyd Mayweather, Mayweather earning almost $300 million and Conor McGregor earning $100 million for the show that they put on. But regardless of all that, as far as the fight is concerned, man, that's why at the end of the day you can't leave it to chance. If you're Canelo, if you're Triple G, knock them out. Canelo gave it everything he had. I've seen some amazing combinations. I mean, he, he he didn't win the fight, in my opinion. Triple G did win, but the only way to have a definitive winner is to knock the person out. That's why we pay to watch the fight. We want to see a knockout. I was surprised. A lot of people didn't think the match, the fight would make it more than four or five rounds because they're very aggressive style. And I think I was thinking that Triple G would be a lot more aggressive, but it looked like it took about to the third or fourth round for him to actually get his feet under him, was actually wake up and be like, hey, I'm in a fight and get this thing rolling. But also, like, I think Canelo, knowing that, played a little more strategic. You know, I remember Canelo has fought greats like Floyd Mayweather, who has made him look silly. So I think he, you know, looked back experiences like that and said, hey, you know what? I'm going to let the fight come to me, and I'm going to try to win it late. And it, it didn't happen. He definitely got he definitely got his shots, and I'll give him that. But, man, Triple G ate them punches. Like, nah, bro, that ain't it. Hey, that ain't it. Try again. He was actually taunting them, like, bro, that ain't it. You ain't got it, so. It's very impressive, man. Very impressive fight to me. I'll, I'm definitely going to watch the rematch. I might actually pay for it this time. but Oh, we're going to your place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, the punching stats were that uh, Alvarez threw 703 punches and landed 218. And that was 31% of his punches were landed. Uh, Triple G threw 505 punches and landed uh, 169. So that's 33%. So, I mean, it, it's really close. I mean, he... Alvarez throwing more punches probably would make him look like the aggressor to some, which can score you points. But again, the punches that he was throwing were either not landing or they weren't effective. So I could see if he's had him staggering or dropped him at least once, but it just wasn't there. So I feel that it would be a definitely interesting rematch. I don't think we're going to get much more out of it, but you know, I think it'll garner more attention because that is a shame that they only made that much money for an actual real boxing match. And Mayweather and Gray are making all that money up for a, a clown show. So shit like that happens, man. Though, but you know what? If, if we're going to transition, I I, I want to slide something in. If you guys will let me, really quick. Go ahead. Hey, can I slide something? Okay, I just want to redeem myself here because it's been a while. It might be a little <laughs> rusty. So I got a new worst tweet of the week. This one is from J Crew and Meth, aka My Backpack Is Gold. He said, "When you're horny and you don't have a girlfriend." But you have a dog and peanut butter. You know what, bro? Come okay. on, dog. You know what? Right. That's him. That's not me. That's him. Hey, you're out of here, dog. I'm not out of here. That's that guy. You might get a one week ban from the podcast. Wow. Oh, wow. Come on. That's, a, that's on him. Ever. You're going to have Peter. You're going to have Peter in the mentions, bro. You're going to get a shutdown, dog. Hey, J. Crew and Meth. 
Okay. Yeah, that's that was disgusting. But could have uh, kept that one to yourself. Yeah, that's, <laughs> I'm gonna choose to ignore that. Uh, that was a that was a great transition. I will say I'm more of a MMA guy and not bo- into boxing. Boxing is kind of boring to me. Well, because you don't watch the right matches. Like if you find the right match, it's it's very. Well, it's not even about finding the right matches. It's just the style of fighting. Like the only thing that they can do is punch you. I'm more into I like punches, kicks, kicking, ground game, ground and pound, stuff like that. Chokes. Boxing is just punching. MMA. They got more uh, styles of fighting. I'm not saying I'm not saying boxing is a bad sport and it's like you know trash. It's just not for me. I'm okay. I like, if you get a chance, go back and watch the that fight. I, I think again, I think it's that people catch the wrong fights. Like they'll watch the the Pacquiao Mayweather's or the Mayweather McGregor's. Like those aren't real boxing matches. That's not the tradition. I, just, I understand all that, but I could watch a million boxing fights or boxing matches, and I'm never going to see someone get kicked in the face. Yeah, but well, I'm, I'm black. I don't need to say he doesn't prefer boxing. That's it. Okay, well, like, I want to. I, I want to see some kicks. I want to see some chokes. I want to see some grapples. They're not going to give me that in boxing. So why would I watch it? I prefer boxing. I think there's an art and there's a skill set that comes with it. I don't like the automatically bloodiness of MMA fights and whatnot. It's a little too yeah, much. Okay? It can be. It's called the sweet science for a reason. So we, we have uh, some some updates with the uh, Kanika Jenkins story. So they released some videos of her uh, showing allegedly. Her, uh, no, no, the police released the videos of her walking around, allegedly. disoriented, looking drunken, supposedly walking into the freezer that she was later found uh, deceased in. And and that was my my earlier stance is that I feel that you know as, as tragic as it is, it just might be another episode of a Thousand Ways to Die, man. Like people get drunk and do stupid stuff, but. We don't have all the details quite yet, but as of now, it, it's not looking like there's any foul play from what I've been seeing. So, yeah. I mean, as, as of now, they just have video of her walking into the freezer, but we don't know where she came from or what she was doing before she got there. So it's it's really early to, to call anything on it. Like, we don't know what happened. All it shows is her walking into a freezer. Like, who knows what happened before that? Who knows what somebody told her, like, hey, to try and get her in there? And that's why you see her kind of wandering around looking for, it looked like she was looking for something to me. Um, mm, I think, yeah, I think it's still too soon. There's a lot of different things that could come out in details. Now, I will say it is a lot of conspiracy theorists that are saying that it wasn't her. I mean, I, I don't know how you can Photoshop anybody any other way, but yeah, it's still really early. I still do think that regardless of the situation, you got to hold your friends accountable and and friends, if you're going to be friends in a group with people, you guys got to know the friend code. If you have that's a friend, nice. yeah, if you have a friend that's a little too drunk, you shouldn't let them wander off. Like I, I would still hold them accountable. Not saying that uh, criminal criminal charges or anything like that, but what the hell kind of friends are you guys? You know. I mean, and that might even. Uh, I was just gonna say when you have teenagers and alcohol involved, it's kind of right. It's kind of hard to expect them to make the right decisions. Right. That's what. I, that's pretty much what I was gonna say. That kind of comes with maturity. Once you get older, you start to realize the dangers that that come into play with when you're out in public and you're drinking and things like that. When you're younger, it's like, oh, we at this party. Oh, there's alcohol. Oh, I'm a drink. That's as far as your thought process goes. So. <laughs> You know, hopefully, unfortunately, this will be a lesson for them as well, who were there to kind of look out for one another more um, and really stick to that whole friend code. You know, we came together, we leave together, that type of thing. Throughout the night, hey, where's old girl at? Or where's old boy at? 
and look out for one another and make sure they're good. Yeah, you got to do that. Definitely. Look out for your people. Everybody take care of each other out there. If you're hanging out, drinking, whatever you're doing, man, just have fun and come on safe. Shit, I've done it. You know, I'm a God-fearing man. I only sip on <laughs> and the purest of Fiji water. Body holy, so I, I just, you know, live vicariously through y'all sinners. That's a lie. I remember I went to a wedding not too long ago, and me and a group of guys, like, we were literally out in the parking lot drinking, broad open daylight. Well, those guys need, need prayer. So, you know, yeah. speaking of prayer, let's get to the message. Stuff. Let's get to the message stuff. So, earlier on one of the podcasts, I... You know, I defended this gentleman, if I'm not mistaken. I said, hey, you know what? There were no facts. You mm. know, you might have just been counseling a young lady in the car. Mm. Apparently, everybody's favorite midget, Mr. Kevin Hart, <laughs> has been caught out here in these streets, uh, you know, dipping his hand in the cookie jar. In a, pretty sure I called it. Getting extorted. Yeah. Pretty, pretty sure I was kind of suspected. Uh, I don't know. Pretty Bruh, sure. speak up, dog. God dang. I can hear it perfectly fine. I can't. So, yeah, so Mr. Kevin Hart has got his hands uh, caught in the cookie jar. Um, and he, he put out a little video looking. He looked like he was in a hotel. I'm not going to lie. Like, he might have got put out the house, like, straight up. He's, like, he's a world traveler. He's probably on the set of a movie or something. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't think too much into that, the scenery. I don't know. Still, if he's in a hotel, I'm pretty sure it's the undervibing in the Ritz Carlton. It's the Heartbreak Hotel. Heartbreak. <laughs> so, but yeah, I mean, a lot of people are kind of, so they're, they're kind of roasting the girl. They're like, yo, so I mean, you were the home record first, so what did you think was going to happen? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, eh, you know what it is when you signed up with this guy. And, and this goes back to my point, kind of with rich folks. I'm pretty sure I spoke about this before. Man, if you're rich, like, what's... Why? Why would you get married? Like, there's too much temptation, especially being a megastar like Kevin Hart. Like, you know, he says he put himself in a bad situation. What a, the, the he's thing saying with, that because he got caught. And he's saying because he was getting extorted. Also, with, with Kevin Hart, he, when he cheated the first time, he wasn't a megastar. So that theory doesn't really hold a lot of water. Well, <laughs> no, he was a comedian, though. He was a he was a well known. He was on the come up. Like he has no, no. He was like it, this was like soul playing Kevin Hart. He wasn't a big deal. Yeah. Like he wasn't. Are you sure? He's this short, funny guy. Are you yeah. sure he was talking he about? Dur- he was talking about during his standups. Yeah, his first standup, but that was like before, or that was after he cheated. When he cheated, he didn't have that standup out, so he wasn't really a big star back then when he cheated. Yeah, I thought he was a couple of uh, standups in, but I know he had Paper Soldiers and Soul Plane, so he was making money. Yeah, yeah. I mean, okay. he, he might have been. He might have okay, been not necessarily player. the star part, but I mean, he probably had access to a better. More nah. women on the road all the nah. time. You know what I'm saying? I don't know about that. that I mean, it oh, was oh, like you know comic view level. Okay, star. well, comic view do oh. got a too. I understand that, but you're saying like you got to be a megastar, and that's a reason to cheat. And it's like I'm he not, wasn't a megastar. Saying, I didn't say it was reason to cheat. I just said if you are a megastar, it's kind of like well, you. I just don't. And I'm saying he was not a megastar. He was a C D list at best, C list D list star. Okay, well, C-list and D-list stars have more options than the Fry Cook Burger King, so it is. They're also not mega stars. He's also not Jay Z. Like Jay Z, I, I can that theory holds, but not with Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart's just a cheater. Okay, but at this point, it does hold though, because it's kind of like, yo, like, bruh, you're you're probably rich enough, have the resources to be a little bit more discreet and a little bit more smarter if you're out here being sloppy. 
That's what got him in trouble, his resources. Because she was like, oh, yeah? Oh, you're going to try and cover this up? All right. The thing with the thing with people gaining fame and money is it it doesn't change who you are, just enhances who you are. If you were a cheater when you were broke, you're gonna be a cheater when you're rich. You're not gonna change who you are. Uh, That's not. I don't. I don't subscribe to that 100. I understand that money does accentuate your personality, but I'm not. Again, man, like Chris Rock said, a man is only as faithful as his options, bro. That is true, but there's. There's some people that gain a lot of options that don't, that still don't cheat because they're not cheaters. Kevin Hart's just a cheater. It doesn't matter how much money he has because when he didn't have a lot of money, he was still cheating. Hey man, all I'm saying is, look, I hope she, I hope he signed a prenup. Um, I mean, he. Fed I don't somebody. think she's gonna leave him. Nah, nah, nah. She, she. She's not gonna you know, leave him. This goes back to the podcast. This goes back to other podcast. The, the four hundred million dollar question, like, yo. That money changes a lot of things when it comes to things like that, like infidelity and whatnot. Like that'll really change. Like, hey, she you know is what? not leaving him. I mean, hey, but if she ain't got the prenup, shoot, she gonna stick around. I yeah. mean, if she if she wants to leave, she will. Like, money be damned, because some people have a little bit more. Uh, I don't want to say dignity, but she might not be able to deal with that embarrassment. Because it's one thing to be, you know, the side chick from his last relationship, and then to be cheated on again. And then you got this little five foot four nigga going on Instagram apologizing, <laughs> putting your business out there. Like it might be too much for her. So if she wants to leave, I wouldn't I be mean, surprised. It's either he put it out or she or the other lady put it out. So it was coming out regardless. It, put out a yeah. press release. Put out a statement. Don't get on Instagram with your puppy dog guys talking about I'm not perfect. I I I'm not a uh I've been I got a target on my back. Just put out a press release and move on. Like get out of here, Kevin Hart. Well, for the record, I I've never thought Kevin Hart was very funny. I've only seen the only Kevin Hart movie I've seen was <laughs> Soldiers. Actually, to be honest, his, his stand up's pretty funny though. My whole yeah, life. I was gonna say hopefully him cheating and getting caught inspires him to put out something funny. Stand up wise, his movies are okay, but his stand up is <laughs> not. Uh, I'm, not I'm not gonna say okay. His movies are very much subpar, but you know, no, that's a, they're okay. But his stand up is not what it. He's kind of the Drake of comedy, but that's... I don't want to go into Whoa. that. I don't want to go into that. Wow. Let's just move, let's move it on. Oh, this man's getting off all the hot takes today. Yeah, all the <laughs> I knew he cheated for the record. I knew it in my heart. I was like, no. I mean, but I, can you really be mad because it's like... Yes. He cheated on... But he cheated on his wife with you. You probably knew he had a wife. Okay, karma is yeah, karma. Yeah. Like, come on, you you can't really be mad. You know, life comes at you fast, as they say. But yeah, those are just, uh, you know, a few things. We just want to jump in, do a quick update for tomorrow's episode release. Uh, Shout out to everybody who listens. Definitely take a second. Take a second to go to Apple Podcasts. Click a couple stars, whatever you feel is worth. And then drop a little. No, don't click a couple. Five stars, motherfucker. Come on. I'm, you know what? I'm not. I'm not of the ilk to say. You know, just put five stars. Now, if you don't like it, let us know because we're not going to get better. Yeah, if you don't like it, right or wrong. Like, be honest. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If you if you're one of the uh, broke Android users, uh, drop a comment on SoundCloud. You know, let us know what's good. Check in. Hit us with the hashtag committee. Whoever's out there listening, if uh, if you're on Twitter or Instagram. If you hashtag the committee, I will send you, or well, to the first five people, I will send you a box of Trill tea. So 
waiting for the first person to uh, follow me and at me at the committee so I can see this trail T. You know, we out here we're really doing things for y'all. So can I unfollow and then refollow and at you? Yeah, because I want some trail T. Well, I'm just gonna block you. So wow. Also, shout out to my homeboy A Rod. Appreciate what you out here doing. So shout out to you. Uh, shout out to Corlicia. Shout out to uh, KJ Dallas Kid. Shout out to Chuck Decoy. Oh yeah, man. Quick, 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 quick thing. So the Madden report. Ah oh, shit. <sighs> so right now, man, we don't need to go there. It's okay. No, 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 no. You know what? You know this is. This, I need to release. This is therapy. All right. Trash. So in the, <laughs> in the power rankings right now, Chuck the Decoy is undefeated. I am. I am on the worst losing streak of my life. I'm. I'm at the point. I was at the point this weekend where I almost opened the window and threw my controller out out the window. Oh my god! It was that bad. Oh, you were a big cussing. man. I said cussing. Nah, nah, I was really mad. I actually, nah, I'm <laughs> I was super mad. So shout out to Chuck Decoy for holding it down with the power rankings. He's got a big matchup with El Breezy 904, who's been ducking him apparently. So. And he gets nah, El-, El Breezy said he Chuck's been ducking him, so we'll see. Okay, so yes, I, I believe in El Breezy. He he's a he he's be he be on the game a lot. I think he can pull this one through, but we'll see. I mean, I played Chuck the decoy, so I know you know both of them and both of their strengths and weaknesses, and we'll see. Yeah, so shout out to Beat Kill. Last time I played you, you lost because you're garbage. Um, oh my gosh. Let's see the Cleveland Crook. You still like? I see you logged in on on two K, but you're not on that Madden dog. Like you claim you're number one, you need to jump in the gauntlet. You dig? So, and that's the weekly Madden report. Uh, I need to get better. Uh, right now, I'm in the sunken place. I need to, you know, I need to regroup. We need to have a talk with our players and our coaching staff and recommit to this game. So, you know, we can make some things happen out there. So, and as far as the committee is concerned, I just wanted to insert a couple things really quick. Um, I am currently in the process. Well, first of all, I'd like to apologize to everybody for missing the last few episodes. Um, I know y'all miss me out here, but I will be back soon. Not on Facebook right now, but you know, y'all know how to connect, how to connect with me and things like that. I am currently writing a, 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 an erotica book called uh, Sex Packets. I'm planning to drop that by spring of 2018. Just wanted to just drop a quick dime, really quick, um, for you fiends out there. So last night, like I drive for Uber on the side. I had um a couple get in my car. This guy, he he's like touching on me. I don't know what was going on with that. Maybe he was drunk. But you know, you know how like some people they like touch your arms and kind of see your muscles and things like that. So he was like doing a lot of that and stuff like that. So anyway, like he told me the wildest story ever. And how it happened, I told him where I was from. I was like, Yeah, I'm from Jacksonville, blah, blah, blah. And he was like, Oh, I have a story about Jacksonville. And he was like, I was I woke up one morning, I was late for work. And he said, um, you know, it was, it was back in the day before the times and all that stuff with the multiple alarm clocks. Um, he said he went to his hotel um, window by the Omni and he he uh, opened his window real quick to get some get some uh, light in the room and then hopped in the shower to get ready. It's like he receives a knock on the door, opens the door. By then, of course, he has, you know, on clothes and this guy was like, hey, I uh, seen your dick in the window, and I wanted to know if I can suck it. And I was like, what the hell? No. Like, what? 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 No, this happened. Up. No, this is what he said. He said, I seen it from the window. Can I suck it? And the guy was like, you know, I had to sit there and think, and I was like, well, I'm running late for work. <laughs> I said, you know what? I'm horny anyway. Let's do it. And he did, he did it. So he was like, I love Jacksonville for 
you know, all of its street stuff that goes on and the nice hotels and wow. the landing. So shout out to Jacksonville. That's one of my uh, stories. But you know what I learned from that is I am now officially no longer homophobic because I can take these type of stories and it didn't even really gross me out. I was like, okay, whatever, you know, just don't touch me. But, you know, it's all cool. But anyway, y'all look forward to more gems in my book. Once again, it's going to be called Sex Packets. I'm Adolphus Savage as always, and I'm motherfucking out, bitches. Wow. Again, this is, I'm, this I'm is what we've been missing. This is what we missed for the last couple episodes. What a way to go out. What well, a way. I, I, I'm not homophobic. That's just like a weird story. Like, like how did yeah, that Yeah, it was. I, 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 I was. That was like the boldest thing I've ever heard. And I was like, you how? Yeah, you look at touch you. You know how people they'll like touch on your arm and stuff like that. Like they'll laugh and then they'll touch you and then they'll touch again to like squeeze your biceps. And then and then, story about getting your dick sucked. Yeah, I think he was uh, <laughs> he was trying to fill you out, bro. Like I, think, I mean, I think you know, he's in the signal there, buddy. Nah, it ain't no signals there. I'm I'm on that cricket wireless with that shit. So you know, it is what it is. <laughs> Hey man, he's trying to get them back sheet back shots. You know what I'm saying? Okay, first of all, now you just took it to a whole nother level. <laughs> I'm out. Uh, y'all got some shout outs or not? Uh, shout out to John for hooking it up with his HBO Go. I am all caught up with Insecure. I finally got the hotation remark and I take back my my outlash or no, uh, Mr. Sniffles. <laughs> Thank you. I told you. Hey, I told you. <laughs> I was so confused. I was like, "Why are you be calling me a hoe?" But I get it. I get it. So, what did you? So, what did you think about the the ending of uh, season one and season two, real quick? Oh my gosh! So, why did Issa keep going back to Daniel? Like, uh, stop! You skip. Like, you skip. You, you, you skip. Where is Tasha? Where is Tasha? We need more Tasha. Damn it! Yeah. Free Tasha. Free Tasha. Team Tasha. Hell hey, yeah. free Tasha. <laughs> the other the other day, I drove all the way to Best Buy to buy some batteries. So I'm I'm on I'm on the train with Tasha there. I get it. I understand. <laughs> yeah. Lord Jesus. Yeah, but sh- shout out to Tasha though. I missed her. Like she she deserved better from that trash ass nigga Lawrence. That nigga's a bum. He's weak and he's he's a he's an idiot. So and Issa, I feel the same way about her. So I'm team Tasha. Hopefully she make some kind of comeback in season three and she gets a, a man that treats her right. Hey man, you are you will give Lawrence his proper due. It is Lawrence break her backs, all right? <laughs> Lawrence, Fuck be Lawrence. Lawrence be out here in them cheeks. You be out there deep in them cheeks, bro. Lawrence. Lawrence is still cute to me. All right. I mean <laughs> actually top of the head, Daniel or Lawrence. Ooh. Oh, it could they give you two different things, like two different whole vibes. I mean, if we're talking about like characters, I'm I'm going with Daniel Lawrence's trash. Well, I'm clearly not asking her about her, her their their uh <laughs> their thespian skills. Hmm. I'd go with Daniel. Okay. All right. So, guys, if you're of the the chocolate variety, Dustin <laughs> uh, L's DM. She is at Whiny Wino on Twitter. So you know, if you got those fire nudes, you know, uh, let's 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 hook her up. And here's the thing: like everybody on that show is beautiful. Let me just point that out. Like, there's no ugly people there, even like the side pieces. Like, it's insane. Everybody's good looking on that show. 
True, true, true. Oh, also shout out uh Mike. You know, gonna have her back on the podcast. So uh, yay. Yeah. So again, rate us on Apple Podcasts and uh, hit us up on Twitter. It's Committee Podcast. We out.